Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Beaten Clef. It's a very special week. We've got the four members of the crew with us today, both spiritual members and the two original crew members. Uh, and we're doing something a little different. It's a playlist built off of a batch of whiskey by Metallica. So let's get into it. Oh, yeah. If you couldn't tell, this is a Metallica playlist. Uh, like I said, we've got um, the two uh, spiritual members with us this week, uh, Louie and Ben. Louie, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, especially now that I got me some Metallica. So. There you go. Uh, uh, ben, Ben, what about you? I'm, I'm just peachy keen over here, if you can't tell. Um, I'm just number one yellow boy. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, Ben's got the piss, piss filter on, which is fine because, you know, this this whiskey will get you pissed drunk. So, you know, it, it fits. Uh, and then, Dill, how you doing? What's up? Hey, uh, I think Ben's still using the accent he, he had from last week. I think that whiskey is bringing back his accent. It never leaves, Dill. Shit. <laughs> you can take uh, the Wilmington out the boy. How you doing, Kev? I'm, f- I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> same, same shit as I always am. Um, Dill, you want to kind of explain what's going on here, the whole process, and uh, why we decided to do this? Yeah, so I, I touched on it a little bit at the end of last episode, but um, I went to the liquor store just kind of seeing what they had, and I was stopped by one of the workers, and he explained to me what blackened whiskey was. And I guess um, it's a brainchild between the guys from of Metallica and uh, wanting to make their own whiskey. And this is whiskey that's already been made, so I'm not exactly sure where they get it, um, but it's finished in black brandy casks. So it has a little bit of sweetness to it that you can taste. Um, and something interesting that they do, uh, for every batch that they make, they have a playlist, and as it's being finished in these black brandy casks, um, they play this... They James Hetfield or the people of Metallica, this specific playlist was curated by James Hetfield. Um, and... They play it while they finish it, and I don't know the significance. Uh, they have like a bunch of explanations on how the science works and the reverberations for each song. Um, it seems very self-indulgent, which is basically what we do every week anyway, so I thought it was really interesting. And so when we started talking about Summer of Playlists and I got this bottle, I was like, what better way than listening to a playlist curated by James Hetfield while whiskey was being made. It was like the, the marriage of two things that we really love. So, um, first of all, how do you guys think? What do you guys think about the bourbon? Tastes like metal. Tell you that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, when I was reading the, uh, the description of how they made it, I, I, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know if it does a damn thing, but I guess the science behind it is that it rocks in the barrel and interacts with it in different ways. So... I don't know. That's pretty cool. Um, but I did. Uh, I do rather enjoy it. I'm not much of a liquor guy, so um, for a nice smooth drink, it's pretty good for me. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I just finished off my uh, Knob Creek Rye last night, so it's it's quite a bit of a difference in quality. But uh, 
it's still good. I mean, it's 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 not as smooth as the Knob Creek, but it's, I wouldn't expect it to be. But it, it tastes good. I, I, with some ice in it, it's it's just fine. It's not making me grimace. So I, I'm not a big wh- whiskey guy. So it, it tastes like whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think it's actually pretty smooth for a whiskey. So, unlike Jack Daniels or something, doesn't kick you right in the right in the groin. Yeah, I I am the podcast uh, whiskey bourbon snob, so I was expecting to hate it, but I actually really enjoy it. I think for ninety proof, it's exactly what you would want. It's not too low, not too high, and it's got a little bit of sweet. They do something just a little bit different to make it taste good, and I don't know what hand uh, Metallica actually has in making this, but it was really interesting, and I thought it was a, a cool concept. Uh, we are doing Batch 127. I don't know if we mentioned that, but if you're interested, uh, you can go find it at a local liquor store that they have, like a store locator, and I can't promise you that you're going to find this exact batch because they're always rotating. Um, but every batch up to starting at like batch 84, I think is when they started doing it. Um, you can go look at all the playlists and who made them. So I thought it was really cool and I'm excited that we're doing this. Yeah. And if you, if you, if you're nice enough to do, he might even just send you a little bottle of it. <laughs> yeah, totally it'd be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if that's legal or not. So Dill personally delivered it to all of us. I will drive it to your damn house. <laughs> I feel like you should have written the proof on here, though. I had no idea. Yeah, 90 proof. Sorry. There you go. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, that's perfectly clear now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it, what it what feels were your guys' thoughts going into this, I guess, for this playlist? Did you guys look at the songs before we like got really in depth? I looked at it when I found the playlist and I mean, I, I know all these songs. So <laughs> some of them I was pretty excited for some of them. I was a little confused by, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Much the same for me. I mean, I'm familiar with most, if not all of Metallica's catalog. So I was excited to see a lot of the stuff on here. Obviously, everybody knows my feeling on the load-reload era. Um, but, you know, it could have been worse. There could have been a lot worse Metallica songs on here for sure. Um, and that got, the fact that I got some of my favorites of all time was was perfect for me. Yeah, I, I guess I just took a I took a, a cursory glance at it at first. Um, but I wanted to – I did want to listen to it just play out all the way through first. Um and I was surprised when I got to Rebel of Babylon specifically because I, I actually had not heard that before, and I was I was shocked. So I, I have that in my notes, so we'll touch on it later on. But I think I just missed that little EP they put out. So that was that was pretty cool for me to discover something a little new from one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah, I'm probably one of the least gung-ho about Metallica so this was after I made Kevin listen to uh, country music last week I thought it was only fair for me to push myself with Metallica and I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of this I mean I'd heard Ride the Lightning I've heard some of the hits but there were a lot of songs on here that I hadn't heard that kind of just made me uh, rethink my my stance on Metallica so I'm excited to get into it yeah. Real quick, though, since you touched on it, uh, I just I want to give a quick shout out for that country playlist, though, Dill. I honestly, truly, fucking loved it. Like I, I th- 
the fact that my roomies had been listening to Old Timey Country uh, recently really did get me ready for it. And like, there wasn't a single one of your guys' selections that I didn't love, even the ones you guys fought about. I liked them all. The only thing I didn't like on the playlist was Toby Keith, and I don't. I'm not going to get started on that. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will say some mean, nasty things. So uh, that I'll leave it at that. But I, that was a, that was an awesome episode, awesome playlist, boys. So great job on that one. Leave it to us to to make our best playlist when uh, we don't know anything about the genre. Right? <laughs> Even more so than Kevin, I've been I've totally shut myself off from country for pretty much my entire life. Um, so to be going through this little like renaissance in my in my own brain with music, I guess, is really cool. I'm glad you guys helped me out. Yeah. Uh, so it feels weird not to have any audience submissions this week. Um, but do you guys want to hop right in, or do you want to talk a little bit more about the playlist, or what do you just want to go? I mean, I'm ready to jump right in. Let's do it. Let's do it, then. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, first song on the playlist is For Whom the Bell Tolls um, from the Ride the Lightning album. Um, this seems appropriate to start a whiskey drinking playlist because um, by the end of the playlist, you know who For Whom the Bell Tolls, and it's you. Uh Ride the Lightning is my 1B to uh, Master of Puppets 1A. And I, I, I think this is this is one of my favorite songs on the album, mainly because when that first main riff kicks in, it's just, it's a real fucking gut punch, man. Um, it's a, it's a, I wrote down, it's a true neck snapper. Like, you're just waiting for it to happen, and then it comes in, you're like, you just fucking snap your neck to start headbanging. Um, yeah, open the whiskey and open that fucking pit. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we may we wait two minutes and six seconds for the first vocal. Um it it feels like a battle cry song. Obviously, I'm a Metallica noob, so everyone listening that has a bunch of knowledge of Metallica is just gonna laugh at me because I'm experiencing a lot of these for the first time. But it really sets a mood for this playlist and for this batch of whiskey. It really just blew my mind that this song wasn't an album opener. It felt like that long intro was like how you would start a good album. And it was like, wait, this is track three? That is such a crazy move. Uh, so now I kind of want to listen to the whole Ride the Lightning album. Um, but yeah, I imagine this is how they open sets because it has that feeling of like, I can see the like pyrotechnics and the lights coming on and the bells. And uh, yeah, it was a really cool first song for a playlist. Yeah, Metallica does openers really well. Um, just overall, I think. Uh, like even more surprising than this not being the opener on the album, Ride the Lightning, which we're which we'll talk about later, that wasn't either. Um, which is absolutely perfect for an intro. But um I basically had the same thought there. Like what seriously, what an intro for that barrel of whiskey. Like this song makes me feel I guess the way I always feel before I'm about to take a shot <laughs> and that's that death could very well be at the bottom of that glass. So, uh, it definitely got me ready and I fucking love the song. The, the, the pumping drums to, to start things out. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's perfect for an intro song for this playlist, for the whiskey, for whatever the hell you want to do. Good to throw it on before you go start working out too. It's, it's just an awesome song. Yeah, uh, it it is weird that it's so long, but it 
at the intro, but that's the 80s for you. So um, ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for the bottle of whiskey, apparently. So we're going to kill it by the end. So um, <laughs> it's it's a nice, simple song. It, it Honestly, in terms of the album, it is track three, but Ride the Lightning's track two and what, uh, Fight Fire with Fire's track one. So it's kind of like the slow <laughs> the yeah. slow song. Yeah. Um, so it breaks it up well, but that bass intro at the end, the main melody and the intro riff, it's just, it's perfect every time. It was one of the first things that I learned, made sure to learn when I learned how to play bass was the intro riff to that because it's, it's just perfect. And then it just goes into just normal, heavy-ass bass tone. So Cliff Burton, man. Yeah. All right, Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so track number two, um, Ben, you start this one since you're the, we'll have you do start all the load tracks since you're That's the load, fair. you're the load apologist here. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically shot two and I'm, I'm ready to get drunk and rowdy and probably die on my hill of defending load and reload because I, um, I think some of you guys agree, but, uh, this is one of the really good ones. I think from that, those two albums, it just carries a lot of momentum it's got kind of a bouncy riff that still feels metal enough to me to, to fit in with Metallica's just aura, I guess. Um, and I love singing along to this one, too. Hearing my merch. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like this one, and I thought it was a cool cool way to continue as well from from, uh, from Who the Bell Tolls. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one, Ben. I, I love this song. And I like Load a lot, but it's, you know, it's half a good album and then half, forget about it, uh, which comes up later. But um, this is actually the first song on Load. So, again, they're pinching for good openers. Um, it's hard rock, really, more than metal, but it's still heavier than, you know, most other things. Especially when it breaks down after the uh, Ain't My Bitch and he just gets into that picking. Great. Yeah, and for, for as much shit as I talk about this album, I do have fond memories of it. I mean, Ben, I know I'm sure you remember the nights where we would turn on the strobe light and fucking have dance parties and shit. To, 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 to <laughs> <Asian baby>. <laughs> <laughs> so like we would I that have fond memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have yeah, exactly. I have fond memories of it. Um, but you can hear James's shorter hair in load like you can hear that he got a haircut if you know if that makes any sense like <laughs> there's just there's some of the edge out of his voice and that kind of didn't come back until really death magnetic i don't think yeah. um but this this album this album did is prove that hard rock can chart and chart um well and um it really kind of changed the face of hard rock for the next decade or so um you know as metallica does so does you know, whatever genre they're playing. So uh, as much as I don't love this album, it really was kind of a uh, a sea change for the way hard rock went eventually. Yeah, I was, I was very excited once I saw this was on the Load album, uh, mostly because I've heard Kevin talk so much shit about the Load, Reload era. So I was ready to shit on it. Um, <laughs> and it, it is kind of, when I dropped the whiskey off to you yesterday, uh, you said it was a prelude to butt rock and I can kind of feel the, that energy uh, because it f 
this song felt like uh, Slick Affliction Tees, True Religion Jeans, and Goatees, which if you watch, what's the documentary called? Some Kind of Monster. Some Kind of Monster. That's exactly how they all dress, especially James Hetfield. And he's wearing like cutoff tees and all his like bad tattoos. It's awesome. It's exactly what you would want your lead singer to look like. Um, <laughs> but just calling it a prelude to butt rock is perfect. I, cause even the song title is very butt rocky. Uh, ain't my bitch. <laughs> Buck cherry would kill to have that song title. Um, oh, yeah. I still enjoy the song and the guitarist fucking rip. Like you can't take that out of the equation. I want to say like, this is like Nickelback when they tried to do the dark horse album, but it's, it's so, it's so much better than that. Now, I will say, Dimebag Daryl did appear on Dark Horse, so... People make know. mistakes. <laughs> oh, man, he was probably drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys could tell, but I'm grinding my teeth over here. We talked about that on the... Uh, on the When I did the middle of the, uh, the 90s with you guys, too, um, during my Metallica pick, because we touched on Load Reload. Um, but I, I can't... I can't deny it. Like, it, that's right. That is correct. Like, Load and Reload, I think, was really instrumental for that kind of music. Um, do I love the fact that Metallica is associated in that way? Maybe not. But, yeah, I mean, this song kicks ass. So If you're going to be butt yeah. rock, you might as well be the best butt rock. Hey, I've, hey. Seen, I've seen people label, like, Mudvayne as butt rock, which is just not right. So, it, happy that's really the only yeah you're right i can think of but still even then i mean if it wasn't for load though you'd never have godsmack if it wasn't for load and allison chains godsmack would not exist yeah i mean we wouldn't have a band make the same song for four albums so (laughs) what what a a band we would have missed hey godsmack that's some good cruising tunes as pops that's true that's true i do i do love godsmack but boy did they make the same song over and over again (laughs) yeah um let's move on let's move on to battery from a much better album perhaps their best album um lou you start this one all right perfect because i agree it is their best album and this is again opener the opener to master of puppets Mm -hmm. and it's perfect uh that acoustic intro just keeps building and building and building until bam you're into the speed baby james that just and that's all him strumming down if you play guitars you know that down picking like that is not easy and he just does it the whole damn time and it's just great. Uh, th- I think the whole band is at peak in this album, especially this song. Kirk's solos are killer. Lars can actually play the drums. Um, Cliff's just Cliff, you know, just over there fingering his bass at the speed of light. Um, what are the lyrics about? Who cares, dweeb? <laughs> Listen to the riffs, baby. <laughs> That's 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 the essence of metal, babe. They fucking who gives a fuck what the lyrics are about? Just listen to the riffs, listen to the drums. Who cares? Um, yeah, man. I, I mentioned uh, Master of Puppets being my favorite um, album earlier, and, and songs like this are why. Um, you touched on it already, Lou. After hearing that very light, airy acoustic opening, that fucking wall of sound is just musical sex like it's just so fucking good it's so 
it's peak Metallica. It, it, they really did peak with this album. I think they got everything right, like you were talking about. Um, and I just imagined hearing a, a crowd hearing that opening and just going fucking ape shit. Um, and then I kind of had a thought as I was taking my notes, like all of these songs are kind of like the song titles, especially are kind of violent. Um, and I think maybe James was trying to make a statement about what liquor did to him, <laughs> which is a terrible way to sell whiskey. If that's what, <laughs> that's what he was trying to do. But I, I, I could see him doing that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just, it was, it's a, strange tactic to try to sell whiskey like man this this shit fucked me over <laughs> but hey buy it. <laughs> it'll be good for you yeah and that's it's but it's metal whiskey kevin so it makes sense it's true um but yeah so for me this one i wanted to talk about like them or i guess james building the playlist for this because battery did feel like an odd choice for me here um it's another great intro song as you as you talked about it's the intro for master of puppets um but they already nailed the intro for this playlist with for whom the bell tolls and the straightforward thrash of battery just kind of felt weird after the something super rhythmic from load um from a my bitch but i i know that this song is is awesome I, it carries a ton of momentum with the thrash and if if this wouldn't get that barrel rocking, I don't know what the hell would. So uh, definitely, definitely some fine musicianship in this one. And I think it, it um, I think Louie touched on it too. I think this is one of Kirk's finest thrash solos for sure. Yeah. The, this song is what made me reconsider kind of like when I heard I'm looking through you uh, by the Beatles on rubber soul. When I heard this and that like opening guitar, that uh, felt like flamenco guitar adjacent. I was like, oh no, I like this. I really like this. And then it went to a thrash metal, which is like almost, I, I'm realizing is like my favorite brand of metal. I was like, oh God, no, I don't, I, ugh, you like Krabby Patties, don't you Squidward? I was fucking. <laughs> yes, I'll make that meme later too. <laughs> uh, I love this track and it would definitely cause some vibrations, especially the solo. Um, but it was very, it's been a tough week realizing that I actually like Metallica and, uh, you know, respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> you got to listen to some Slayer, dude. If you're into thrash, got to get you into Slayer next. I think we had Slayer on one of our playlists and I was like, I'm sure this is my favorite song. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, Louis yeah. Yeah. Well, that album, that Slayer album, I picked that song from is their master of puppets. Basically they came out the same year and they're just perfect. So, hell yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm uh, on a thrash metal kick. It's basically the precursor to like heavy or the the hardcore shit I had you listening to, Kev. Yeah, it's just hardcore punk, really, but just harder. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot yeah. of the same shit. It's fast. It's loud. It's it's all the same concept. So it makes a lot of sense that you like it. Um, number four, we're halfway through. Um, Thorn Within. Uh, so, Ben, I default to you as, again, the apologist for this album. Go ahead. Yeah, but Papa Papa Head's making my job tough today, defending the load sandwiching battery in between two songs from Load. I, come on. You got to give me something to work with here. Because I like, I do think that uh, Thorn, Thorn Within is actually one of the good ones from Load and Reload. Um, I saw Louie's notes. I know he disagrees, but... Um, I just, I, I really like ballady metal and 
the Metallica has always, well, I guess since they started doing ballad metal, they they know how to carry it uh, without making it boring. Um, you know, it's it's usually not their finest work as far as talented instrumentals, but they they have they have the instinct for to be able to carry the momentum of a of a ballad and still make it uh, at least kind of hard. But you know, um, going into shot four here, I'm probably too drunk to taste this chicken slash uh, care about song transitions anymore anyway. So uh, I love I love the the chorus guitar on this song at least, and uh, I, I actually think Hetfield does really well overall on load and reload. I think his vocal deliveries are really uh, they're, they're cool and mature, um, whereas some of the some of the rest of the instrumentation kind of lags behind a little bit. Um, I really liked that James was a little bit different on these two albums. And um, is it short hair, James? That's, that's fine. You know, do something a little different, experiment a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I really do like his vocals on this one. Yeah. Dill, what you got? That's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat dookie on this song. Um, <laughs> And it's 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 his, it's his fault for putting it after like the probably one of I the know. best songs on the playlist to put a, another load song on here. That's ballsy yeah. as hell. Um, yeah. I totally get why people don't like these albums because it does. After hearing the last song and then coming into this song, it feels like they sold out. And they're older. There's probably ten years difference between the last song and this this song, but instrumentally, it felt like it felt like they lost a step and his vocal delivery. I'm not mad that he tried something different. It just felt too try hard. Like he's trying to be like faux tough guy and the other stuff didn't feel that try hard, but this feels like, I don't know. This felt try hard. See, that's why I like this one though. Like specifically just because the lyrics, I think lend him, lend themselves well enough to where he's, it doesn't sound like he's trying hard for me. It's, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, I just went back to my country voice, but uh, but I don't know. I think the lyrics are cool enough to carry that in this one. Boo lyrics! Nobody cares. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Yes, I'm the dweeb. <laughs> Can we talk about the album artwork before we move on? Because the sure, album artwork is as bad as the instrumentation. Oh, Lou, Lou hasn't had his chance to shit on it yet. Oh, I, I still haven't shit on it yet either. We've got a lot of shit oh, left damn. to go, but damn. All right, I'll, I'll be I'll be quick. This song fucking sucks, except for the main riff. Um, it's um, that's pretty much it. Thank God for the whiskey because I need it for the stinker. Um, I really understand. I understand why Dill you didn't like Metallica growing up because you this is kind of what you were exposed to. Yeah. Um, was load and reload, and it's uh, there's Ben's uh, whiskey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's it. It's uh, it's just a three doors down track, that's really what it is to me. It, it sounds like three doors down, it's three doors down, dude. It's better than three, door down, three doors down. <laughs> if, if you if you put this, if I go crazy, then you still call me. <laughs> it's, it's, the same, it's the same song. <laughs> It's the same vibe, dude. It's the same shit. I don't know. That might actually help that song out a little bit. Oh my god! Would you still call me Superman? Yeah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay. Lou, 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 get your shit out now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is when I said there's a good half and a bad half. This is the bad half. This is track twelve of fourteen, man. You phoned it in. Um, it's I, I love I I really do like most of load, but this one's just no. Um just no. They wrote Reload and Load at the same time. They just wrote like 32 songs in the studio and then said, here's uh, 14 here, 14 on the next one. They needed something to put out. So they, yeah, it's just half-assed. That's how I would put it. But in terms of the Obmart work, that was all Lars and Kirk. 90s Metallica art was all them. And the rest was James on writing duty so it's it's bull semen isn't it i i don't know it's whoever did like piss christ and stuff like that yeah i I thought i think it's i think it's like i think it's bull semen i I don't know maybe i'm way off it's blood and i remember reading that somewhere and then smash together some glass or something i don't know it's one of those uh like little glass slides from a microscope yeah, exactly. I took a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. It's metallic and <laughs> yeah. eyeliner. What more do you want from it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree with you too, Lou. Like, I don't hate all of Load. Like, there's some decent stuff on there. I even reload. Like, I don't hate um, Fuel. Like, I, I don't mind. I don't hate that song. Um, even though that's that album is much bigger of turd than than Load is. It's a yeah. much, much, much bigger load than load is. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, we're done shooting on load for the rest of the night. So Ben, you can take a break from, you can come down off your hill now. Uh, <laughs> uh, next is Ride the Lightning. And I want to start this one off because this might be my favorite Metallica song. Um, this this intro is the coolest shit I've ever heard. Um I, I love it every single time. Every time I need like a fucking pick me up, I'll just play the first minute of this song and I'll be instantly in a better mood. It just, it, it assaults you right away. It, it doesn't give you a choice. You're listening to ride the lightning, whether you like it or not. Um, I fucking love it, man. It, it, this is the song I used to, like every time I would leave a bar um, when I was living in Montgomery, there was basically a bar in my apartment complex. So I would drive back from the bar and me and my friend Eric, this is the song we would play on the two minute drive back to my apartment and we'd fucking go ape shit every single time. Um, it's, it's, it's made for being drunk. It makes me want to punch shit. Um, and I really do. I think they, I, after listening to two load songs and then having ride the lightning right after that, I, I think they really lost something when cliff died. Um, and I don't want to, it's not Newstead's fault. Like, I don't. I don't even know if he did a whole lot of the writing for those albums, but I think they just lost. It wasn't. It was more than they lost their edge. Um, there was just something un- intangible that they lost with Cliff. That I think. I mean, obviously, he's a great bassist, um, but just listening to Ride the Lightning after that absolute stinker, I was like, Cliff made a difference. Like, there's there's something there that they're missing. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll take in because uh, resident Cliff expert, he's the one who taught them all their music theory and brought in like the more progressive stuff. Like he was a big Rush fan and shit like that. So he had a really heavy influence on how they'd structure things. They're more uh, orchestral 
songs are things he helped him you know this section go here and then there's like counterpoint and all this and stuff so he did have a really big effect on how they wrote things and even when they started later they knew how to write good songs because of things that he brought to the table too um they were all really close i guess but uh not i guess they were um this one is still, if you ever get to see them live and they play it, it's amazing. They hardly ever play it live. Uh, it's It rotates occasionally through their set list, but um, it's a rare one. And the first time I heard it, I was like, holy shit, no, they're not actually playing this. This is a joke. And it wasn't. And then I, I died a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lyrics are great. You know, you're waiting to, you know, fry on the electric chair. Um, that and my favorite riff in this is the bridge riff when it just really kicks in um that's the last contribution of dave mustaine to metallica that whole riff that's a dave mustaine thing he does it all the time in megadeth um and so i think they just said the riff's too cool we got to keep it and uh we'll put his name on it or something um it's just quintessential metal up your ass it's just great i'm sure that i'm sure that made dave happy probably and who, not and who's talking about lyrics now louie huh <laughs> how about that all right let's, hey let's, with uh, lyrics let's take a step back and self-reflect for a second when okay. lyrics are about dying it's okay it's <laughs> yeah it's gotta be mainly stuff like electric chair yeah. <laughs> all right okay i i get it now. not that sissy um, feeling stuff it's gotta be about death <laughs> I'm learning now. I, I get it, <laughs> but I, I think I think it helped me um, that I was uh, you know doing a little sipping last night when I was doing my notes because I actually kind of liked this transition between songs. Uh, to me, it was kind of like a yin and yang Metallica thing. Um, I don't know. I I think, uh, but with Ride the Lightning, it, it's this song is fucking amazing. There's there's no two ways about it. Uh, Kevin knows this as well as I do, but he and I don't need any reason at all to, to gush about this intro. Uh, it gets me fucking going every single time I hear it. Um, you know, somebody give me a shot and a table to jump through because I'm fucking ready when that thing comes on. I wish I could fucking do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll just do a shot of whiskey and another Hetfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what playlist this was on recently. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. Um, I thought it was in our metal playlist, but I couldn't find it on there. Um, and I hope whenever I talked about it that I gushed over it because if not, I apologize. I was just being a contrarian and I was being an asshole. And if Kevin picked it, it totally makes sense because um, I like shitting on Kevin's picks. Um, but I've seen the light. This is good metal and it's six minutes long, which would be a, a no brainer for me to be like, no cut it down but everything all, all six minutes felt needed and afterwards you're like i could do another two minutes probably i think we get a song later on that was eight minutes and i was like damn that song could have been 10 minutes so <laughs> i i think if you use the time well instead of just like wasting our time you know it's okay uh you're you're becoming a metal boy yet we'll get you to listen to the stoner metal at some point i don't know about oh. stoner metal <laughs> Talk about ten minutes of nowhere. Yeah, just we'll, we'll, we might just do a sleep album once we do once we get back into albums. Just really fucking actually put you to sleep. Um, 
So next we got uh, track six on the playlist, uh, Rebel of Babylon from the Beyond Magnetic EP. And uh, Dill, why don't you start us off? I don't know if you started one off yet. I think this is actually the eight-minute track I was referencing. Um, I love a deep cut, and I think the song more or less is about his sobriety and his addiction, and it kind of surprised me that it was on this playlist. Um, But I really enjoyed the instrumental break from 450 to 622 which is a wild timestamp to, to reference because <laughs> that's what i usually expect to see from bill that's that's about five pop punk songs length <laughs> um but it's crazy um i really like uh it that the song kind of felt like it captured the ups and downs of sobriety where you have your days where you're really good and then it felt like you, it got down in the muck and like maybe having like the shakes or whatever you know but uh, this song was kind of an interesting pick, and I, I was hoping to get some more clarity on this from you guys. Well, hopefully somebody else has that clarity, because my first note is, what what is this Metallica I haven't heard before? I've been bamboozled. Uh, I didn't know I, I didn't know this EP existed, uh, which I'm really surprised about, because I love Death Magnetic, and I, they released it like right after. Um, so I just I missed it somehow. I guess I was just having fun being a bobcat but um I, yeah i'm guessing that this ep was songs that didn't make the cut for death magnetic um which again i i love i am so glad they made that album it was exactly what i needed after the stain on metallica's existence that is saint anger um but i am i like i'm kind of glad this one didn't make the cut uh not because i hate it not by any means it's it definitely still would have been better than anything from St. Anger. I just don't think it would have fit on Death Magnetic. Um, it kind of sounds like it's it's a mix uh, between Load and Death Magnetic sensibilities for Metallica. And I know I'm the Load apologist, but nobody was asking for that. Um, except for maybe the whiskey, because this was the first time I tasted it when I was listening to this last night. And it's good. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I like the song. It's, it's not my favorite on the playlist, but... I am excited to go back and listen to the rest of the EP and see which ones uh, I job with. Go ahead, Lou. Uh, yeah, I actually have this EP. I think I got it when it came out um, because I'm a Metallica fanboy. Um, it It is exactly that. It's just songs that didn't make the cut. Uh, it's basically that shit you would get on a special edition, like the demos and stuff. All the riffs in all the songs are pretty dope i kind of am upset they didn't get used it's just they were never flushed out lyrically um hate hate train hate is a train that just keeps on rolling until you're dead yeah they, makes sense that's why yeah that's why they didn't make it onto the album but, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's good only metallica can get away with releasing an ep of songs that weren't done and getting people to buy it um so yeah yeah, and I think coming off the heels of Death Magnetic, which I, if I remember right, was a huge deal. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's it sold really, really well, and I I fucking love Death Magnetic as well. Um, I really needed it after having what almost fifteen years of Metallica. I didn't like. I finally got a Metallica album that I loved again. Um, and I, I wrote that I, I love Saint post Saint Anger Metallica, and I I honestly don't hate Saint Anger. I know it's not a very good album, but it, if it was mixed better, it would be a, it would be a lot better. Um, but yeah, no, I think Trujillo really brought some more stank back to the band that they had been missing. Um, and I kind of had the same note that you had, Ben, where um, 
they found that like perfect happy medium between like 80s thrash and that hard rock from load um for the death magnetic sound yeah um, yeah it sounded it sounded new and it sounded fresh but it's it also was reminiscent of like the roots especially in the riffs like the riffs are 100 older metallica um, yeah. kind of like black black album era metallica um and it's yeah, a tasty slurry to be sure kind of sings in that like more upbeat load kind of style yeah yeah sorry sorry i cut you off no you're good go ahead <laughs> go ahead Dill. um so yeah i was i was more just like i think nowadays they would re-release this as like a deluxe edition and add those on there and like add demos on there because that's what most artists do so it's kind of cool i like when bands do like an ep afterwards like these songs aren't going to fit on the next era of our albums but they also need to be heard and you can get obsessed with these songs and then when you hear it live you're like oh hell yeah i'm the only one and i know the deep cuts yeah deep cuts yeah, <laughs> that was a real one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's let's keep this this hate train of rolling, <laughs> uh, rolling through your heads. <laughs> um, jump in the fire um, from Kill 'Em All. Uh, Louis, you start us off. Uh, I I love this song. This is my favorite song from their first album. Um, it's it's just I don't know. It's simple but effective uh, for an early thrash song. Um, it's my favorite Metallica song to play, both on guitar and bass. The bass line is super simple, but it's just fucking groovy. Uh, and the guitar riff is easy, but also complicated because you're doing it like fucking 10 times in a row for each verse. And it just, it's a dexterity thing. But uh, this is also the earliest song on the playlist. And it's also another Dave Mustaine writing credit. So, um, yeah, early thrash, baby. I love it. Dill, what you got? Yeah, it, I the first time I heard this song, I was like, this sounds like a first album track. Uh, it just sounds like kind of run-of-the-mill 80s. But when it, And I, I don't think it's their fault, and I don't mean run-of-the-mill as like a bad thing. But your first album is normally like what you're influenced by and what you've been listening to and you kind of want to make that with your own sound. So it kind of felt like a, a mesh of like eighties metal with Metallica. So it was kind of cool to hear uh, where it all began because I really like this song and uh, come on, jump into fire is addicting to say I've been saying it all day. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was my main note. Cause I saw your notes before I started writing mine and I was like, this is absolutely something Dylan's already said in his life a hundred million times. He just didn't know it was a Metallica lyric yeah. until now. Um, and I really hope, I really hope next time you get a fire call that you say this as you get you up onto the truck. It's really bad advice. It's horrible advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Kill 'Em All is a tough album for me. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of like super thrashy stuff, um, but I do like this album. Um, but it's hard because I know what comes after this album. Like I know, I, I really like Injustice for All, um, and obviously I love Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets and he, the Black album as well. So I know the the mastery that comes after this stuff. Um, but yeah, I think maybe it's just because I'm a Metallica stan, I can overlook my my dislike for a lot of thrash. Um, 
but this as soon as this song came on i was just it knocked me back in my seat by how bad the production quality is i'm like oh, fuck it's 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 not it's not good um but um i do i do like this track and i i have a love-hate relationship with this album um i think if i listen to it one track at a time i like this album <laughs> so yeah. um ben what you got yeah, i mean a lot of the same stuff um well most of us had that that in our notes uh jump in the fire yeah it's it's so fun um it's a it's a really cool touch from like a, a thrashy song and this is this is my this is definitely my favorite track from kill em all like uh, i think both of you guys said as well um again like i'm kind of the same kevin i i don't love kill em all um you know seek and destroy is awesome uh, there's a couple others i like on there but I go through my Metallica deep dives every now and then, um, or I'll just I'll just listen to the whole discography, just just do it. Uh, but I, I usually end up skipping most of Kill 'Em All, but definitely not Jump in the Fire. I love this song; it's it's awesome. It's it's like they were figuring out how to be rhythmic even in their thrash era, um, and yeah, it, it, this one always stands out to me. So this I think this was a great choice for the playlist too. Yeah, and speaking of Seek and Destroy, uh, when we went to see them in Columbus, Ben. Yeah, that was their encore song, and it's fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, Ooh. I remember like grabbing yeah. you, like fuck yeah. yeah. I with the balloons up. fall from the. Yeah, yeah, Louis, yeah. Louis was there. You were there with Dave, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry for that audio, Bill. I punched the mic, so it's gonna be bad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, I remember Trujillo spinning around on stage, like doing some weird shit with his bass. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that that was it was just so fucking cool, man, to hear that as an encore. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, not this song. I uh, haven't had one of those in a while. Um, last track on the playlist here. Uh, who wants to go? I'll take it. Go ahead, Lou. I'll Lou. All right. First to shit to on this bed. Uh, <laughs> a fitting song to end a whiskey playlist. I got to say, I disappear. Can't get any better than that. Yeah. Um, but I don't like talking shit about Metallica, but this song stinks about as much as the movie it was written for. <laughs> Uh, this is the song that started the Napster controversy and is just like the appetizer before St. Anger gives you food poisoning. So, sorry, Metallica, but this song fucking is a pile of shit. <laughs> I, I remember when this came out and it was fucking huge. I forgot it was what, <clears throat> now that I think about it, yeah, I remember like everybody was downloading this on Napster. So, like, it became a huge deal. Um, and it wasn't even finished. So, like, it could have been a better song. They just put it out because everyone already had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, I remember when it came out, I liked it because it was new Metallica and I was young. And listening back to it, I was like, oh, man, no, this isn't very good. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, I do think it was a bit of a, a good return for J- James. Like, I don't hate his vocals on this. Um he sounds kind of more grizzled, um, which I kind of like. It's, um, it, but and I wrote it's probably because he gets to say "Hey" a billion fucking times in the song, the "Hey, Hey, Hey," and he just is good at like one syllable words. I suppose <laughs> he's just a caveman. Um, and I had the same note about disappearing, Lou. So I'm not going to rehash it. So, um, yeah, who, whoever wants to go, take it away. Well, let me ask you guys something: Are there more? Mission Impossible movies or Metallica albums? Metallica album. Yeah. For now. 
Yeah. For now. There's only four or five Mission Impossible, right? There's six yeah. with a promise of two more. Um, oh, so I'm going to count eight. I'm going to count eight. Yeah, you count SM until. There's 10 Metallica albums if you're talking full studios. Yeah. Yeah. 10 Plus, versus eight. That's game. closer than it should be because Mission Impossible only started in like <laughs> the late 90s. Um, <laughs> Wait, I think there's 11. Actually, I might have been off. I think I forgot their newest album. So Hardwired. Yeah. Well, I, I hope Mission Impossible can catch up. Um, <laughs> do you do you really do? I, I think I do. I think the last one I saw, I was like, oh, I actually like Mission Impossible. I'm not just yeah. trying to get lucky in the movie theater. I, I like this movie. Get your hands you away it? from me. Um, I got to watch him jump another... I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. This feels very, (laughs) shut up. Uh, This feels very influenced by the 2000s. I almost think that they were like trying to make a corn adjacent song. Did someone just fart? That was me. (laughs) I thought it was Kevin because he kind of like shifted awkwardly. But no, Lou was just sitting there rocking it. Just waiting for someone to call him out. <laughs> the perfect punctuation for this. <laughs> I wish I wish that was your only comment. Bill, can you edit it and just have that be yeah. your only comment? Cut everything else out. Oh my Make God. that be my first and only comment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt like they were trying to copy corn. They're like I like his sound. I'm gonna go for that, and that's all. Yeah. That's all I had. Anyway, I'm what you got, Ben? I'm kind of see it with the, like the little squeal. Um, but I, I have to appreciate the humor in this pick for sure. To to finish off the playlist, like you guys said, with the with the song, it it feels very uh, apt, I suppose. Because um, ain't no mercy left for any of us if we've been shooting whiskey for eight straight tracks, and. I would have been much happier if they would have kept the snare in this song contained to St. Anger. Um, or actually, no, sorry. I mixed up my note. I would have been much happier if they kept that snare contained to this song instead of a whole, you know, a whole album like St. Anger, because it actually does kind of work here. It still annoys me, but it does kind of work here. And I think I do like this song still, um, even if it was commercially made and it wasn't finished and, um, I don't know. I, I enjoy listening to it. Uh, it reminds me of a simpler time. Maybe it's just the nostalgia, but I always I always get a kick out of it. So I thought it was a cool way to end the playlist. Um, and I'm always happy to listen to Metallica, uh, whatever the era, except for Saint Anger. Um, but yeah, that was I, I thought it was a cool pick. So what we've established is Ben likes bad Metallica. <laughs> I just like Metallica, man. Like, uh, I don't. It's it's hard to say. Like, what is bad Metallica? Because in the same era as Load and Reload, they did they did Garage Inc. They did S and M. Yeah, that's true. Some really creative, like off the wall shit that's that's still really cool to this day. So, um, yeah, I mean half half of both of those albums at least are meh or worse, but. Um, there's still some really good nuggets in there. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I like their sound. I like the way they, they play together. Uh, Kirk is, Kirk is always going to be one of my favorite guitarists. So um, there's never a bad time to listen to it for me. And 
usually not a terrible song. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Thanks. I'm pretty much Thanks the for your words of support, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty much the same way with you, Ben, but, um, you know, some of these songs are just not very good. <laughs> two, right. two out of eight. We, you know, yeah, that's not yeah. bad. That's seventy-five percent. That's pretty good. That's a C. I mean, if we're on, if we're on batch one twenty-seven, you know, I assume you gotta, you gotta dig deep sometimes. On yeah, these they got one hundred and eighty songs. You can't pick the same twelve every time. I guess yeah. so. That's why it's crazy that Ride Lightning made it to batch one twenty-seven. I wouldn't be surprised if they reuse that one. That's yeah. got to be an intro somewhere. Got to be. Hey, since we brought it up, I'm actually I, I'm I'm interested to hear um, Lou Lou and Kev as the other resident Metallica fans. Um, what did you guys think of Hardwired? I, I like it. The only song I really don't like about Hardwired is the Murder One, the Lemmy song. That song sucks. Yeah, it just does. Yeah, no, I, I only listened to it like once or twice, and it didn't really capture me. Like, it wasn't yeah. like a death magnetic, like, holy shit, I fucking right. love every song yeah. on this album. And but I do remember that Lemmy track, and I do remember not liking it. So, uh, it's fine. It's 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 fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. I would like to listen to it again, probably to give it a more fair shot. Like, I listened to it like the week it came out. It's like, eh, yeah. whatever. I was I was listening to other shit at the time. Um, it's fine. I think Spit Out the Bones my favorite. The last yeah, one. Uh, that yeah. one feels more old school Metallica than anything. Yeah, that was that that was the I think the only one that really stood out to me when I listened to it. And I and I haven't listened to it a whole lot either. But I think it's because that's the only one that really stood out. I don't know. But I, I think it's worth going back and giving a listen. So I probably yeah. will. It's good and they all make good additions to their lives live show, the ones that they've played. So Okay. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. That's the playlist. It's a shorter playlist this week, um, but we had four of us talking about it, so I think it all evens out at the end. Um, you guys ready to get into songs of the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I uh, started off with uh, Motherfucking Liar by Guar, a brand new Guar track. Uh, um, it's really good. I like new Guar. Um, even after the pace, passing of David Brocky, I mean, he had a very unique and like really brought a lot to the band, um, RIP Odorous Arungus. But I really do like their new lineup. Um, and they put like their last album was fucking awesome. And this is just more of a continuation of more of like the hard rock style of Guar. Um, it's really good. And the riff and the main riff in this song fucking kicks ass. Yeah, I was. I can't believe I, I missed that date when you first put it up on the group chat. Because um, I, I haven't given any new Guar uh, a listen yet, like at all, ever since Odorous, well, I was going to say, you know, went to heaven, but that's probably not true. Um, but yeah, and like, I don't know. I was just, I was super worried about it. So I was glad you posted that and I had already listened to it and liked it. And then I saw the date. So that's going to be a, a cool little journey to go on here soon. I think that's their second single. They have one or two singles on there now when I clicked on it. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It I thought it was really cool because I think the only war I've listened to is the stuff you've given me. So to hear it like 30 years later, it's heavy as hell. I was not expecting that. 
Yeah, I, I heard this this song or the other single the other day uh, on my new release radar. Yeah, I really liked it. So, hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, Bill, what you got? Uh, my song on the show is Hell of It by Beartooth, which I switched like 20 minutes before we started, maybe 10. Um, I was I was bullied into changing mine because mine was like, I don't know. It was a fine song, but after hearing all your picks and listening to Metallica all week, I was like, you know what? I want metal, and I've been listening to Beartooth's new album, been running the wheels off it, and uh, this is one of my favorites because it's just hard as fuck and it kind of sounds like 80s metal um and yeah Beartooth rocks i love Beartooth lots so i want to hear your guys thoughts if you got if you yeah. got a chance to listen to it I, I listened to it right before we started or at least most of it and uh i really like i like Beartooth. i mean I, I i owe that to you like i had no idea who they were until you started uh introducing me to them and i, I this song kicks ass man um uh it's just good modern metal yeah, I, yeah, I was able to give it a quick little listen before we started too. Um, obviously, not being able to be super in depth, but I liked it. Um, there, uh, probably unsurprisingly, there was uh, one element I really liked that was kind of electronic that they brought in for a second. It was just like a little staccato. Um, I, ca- I can't remember what it was, but I'm gonna go back and listen to it and listen for that little that little piece because uh, that's definitely what stood out. I did not get a chance to listen to it, but uh, I do like Beartooth, so uh, I'll have to check it out. Uh, while you're talking, Lou, let's get your pick. Uh, my pick was I Am the Warlock by Probot featuring Jack Black. It's an old song. Uh, this was Dave Grohl's metal side project he did, uh, I want to say early 2000s. Uh, he just got a bunch of people, fam- famous metal musicians, to come in and just do some tracks with him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he handles all of the instruments except for the vocals, and they just come in and lay stuff down. This one's just great. Uh, Jack Black actually has a really good voice. You know it. Tenacious D, you already know that. Um, and as a D&D nerd, I like the lyrics. So He's here to fuck your mind up. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really like it too. Um, and I let it play, and then the next song had Max Calvera on it, which I was I was pumped about as a Sepultura fan. Um, yeah, I, it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's very Jack Blackish. Yeah, if, if you understand what I'm saying there, um, it's it's cool. I like shit like this, so it was right up my alley. Yeah, I agree. I, I knew I'd heard the name, seen the name Probot somewhere because I'm a I'm a huge I, I love the Foo Fighters, I love Dave Grohl, so um, I'm a big fan of his. So I knew I'd seen the name, but somewhere before and that makes a ton of sense with this song with jack black that that just all makes sense so yeah that's cool yeah this song is hard as hell i didn't know it was jack black so that makes it even cooler but yeah i didn't expect dave Grohl and jack black to go that hard with metal and be i expected jack black to be that fucking nerdy with a song but didn't expect him to go that hard <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> but now i want to watch school rock so that's probably what i'll do tonight Oh, yeah. I've seen that. You've never seen School of Rock? No, I'm I'm su- I'm as surprised as you are because I love Jack Black too. So I don't know, dude. It's it's, the, like it's one of the best. Movie. It's one of the best <laughs> music movies of all time. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm as surprised. As, I, I haven't I haven't watched the Metallica documentaries either. Um, and Metallica, well, I, mean, I fucking love Metallica. So like, 
I don't know. I, I just, I didn't, I always get behind on shit I want to watch. And then I get overwhelmed when I think about other shit I want to watch. So I just fucking watch an anime every night. Have you, have you seen Pick Up Destiny? Yeah. 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 I've seen Pick Up Destiny. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. And so it's a little redemption. Um, <laughs> uh, again, while you're talking, Ben, let's get your pick. Oh, yeah. This can be five minutes alone. So since we're since we're back to metal this week, I, I couldn't I couldn't pass up the chance to to talk about my favorite song on what ended up being my favorite album from the uh, Pantera deep dive. Uh, I, I ended up going on after Metal March. So I think I just think Phil really Phil Anselmo really delivers in this one, and I love like the I, the staccato, uh, the staccato guitars and the verses. Um, it really breaks things up, and it just kind of. I don't know. It, it kind of makes you pause, but you're also still into it. Um, I know, that's one of my favorite things in music, like overall, honestly, is when staccato is used really well. Um, and I think it is in this track. So hell yeah. Five minutes alone, Pantera. Uh, I really enjoyed the Pantera deep dive. I'm super happy that I uh, ended up doing it after the middle March. So sorry, I only again. joined you on one album. <laughs> that's all right, Dill. You still got time. We got nothing but time. I did the opposite of a deep dive. I skimmed the surface and got out of the pool. I did a little toe dip, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah. One more for the road. I'll do one more. I'll do one more shot. Well, Louie, Ben, thank you as always for coming on. Uh, You made this episode really fun. I didn't, I don't think me and Kevin could have made it a half hour just talking eight songs so to have all four of us yeah. on and especially talking about metallica where you know i will end up floundering and talking myself into a corner so <laughs> to have three metallica experts kind of explain things to me and eras to me uh made it a lot of fun so i appreciate you guys coming on hell yeah man i i always have fun on here with you guys so i i appreciate the invite and the idea yeah anytime anytime you want to talk about metallica i'm in oh hell yeah that too yeah, we're good for this year, but maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what else we can sneak under the radar for you. Yeah. Dill, do we know what we're doing next week? No, we haven't talked about it. Okay. Um, should we do trash? We could do trash. The trash playlist? Yeah. I'm down. And I've already I've already I'm gonna play tip my hand here. It's just gonna be butt rock. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Lips of an Angel is my first pick. So Why don't we just do a whole butt rock playlist? Well, we talked about that, and uh, I think Zoe's really excited about the trash playlist. So I think um, she might be – yeah, I don't know. I'll ask her. I'll be like, <laughs> okay. is is all butt rock? Well, yeah, I'd say. I feel I'd like say there was true. a lot of meat left on the bone for the trash playlist last year. Though. No, there's, there's so much trash out there, dude. Yeah, and it's no. definitely one we want to bring back, so – yeah, Tra- we're definitely the trash. I tell we're not good. doing. We're not doing the fucking ska playlist you brought up last week. The ska <laughs> list? Why not? No, because I I told you there's not ten good ska songs out there. You thought there was no not ten good country songs? No, I was you being have, facetious. Yeah, you well, had there's a, only you three had good ska bands, and they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I got Bowling for Soup, Mighty Body Boston's. There's a third wave of ska you don't even know about. I'm telling you, I'd rather. I'm I'm very happy about that. I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> By summer's end, I will have a skull list on here. That's whatever. You can you and you and Zoe can do it. No. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks again, guys. Uh, go check out our 
Instagram at off the beaten clef, Twitter is at off clef, and off the beaten clef at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to contribute to the trash playlist, we'll post about it. So make sure you follow our Instagram and our Twitter, um, and we'll add it to our list. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. See you.